Praise the Lord. God bless you, everybody. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode of Reset Forever Ministries Podcast. I'm Dr. Valerie Simpson. And thanks again. We are so glad to be able to bring the lesson to you once again from the Union Gospel Press Sunday School Series. And uh, we are going to go into the lesson this week. Uh, It is lesson number 10. So we're getting to the end of the spring quarter. And lesson number 10 is going to be found in the book of 2 Corinthians. Chapter number five, verses one through ten. And the lesson's topic this week is our heavenly dwelling. Let's talk about that a little bit. With that, I'm going to go ahead and give the class over into the hands of our instructor for today, Elder Daniel Simpson. God bless you. All right, praise the Lord, everybody. I want to thank God for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes, this Saturday, we kind of late in the week. Yeah. But we have a lot of things going on. Yeah. Mentally, spiritually, physically, just a lot going on. But nonetheless, we persevere to try to bring a good lesson out. Yeah, I think it's a real Studying of the Word of God, our heavenly dwelling. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with a word of prayer. So Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for this day. Mm-hmm. And all your bountiful blessings you have bestowed upon us mm-hmm. and your church body of Christ days we know we have to so journey through here and whatever happening on planet earth we still have to be faithful and be diligent to the work that you have called us to do yes. in truth and holiness and righteousness yes. so bless us lord as we expound in your rich word bring out the perfect plan of salvation yes. to the body of christ yes. in jesus name amen jesus so our heavenly dwelling I'm dr simpson this is lesson number 10 mm-hmm. And it's in what, 2 Corinthians? Yeah, we're um, getting toward the middle of that. Uh, well, we're coming up on the middle of that book. That's a pretty good lesson we got lined up here. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. Okay. And it reads, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, and we know what a tabernacle is. A tabernacle is a temporary residence mm-hmm. uh, it's like a tent. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, a metaphor of the human body in which the soul dwell. Okay, so that's the spiritual part of it. Yes, mm-hmm. as in a tent, and which is taken down at death. Mm-hmm. So when we die, we come out of this tabernacle, like you say, which is the house for our spiritual man, our soul. Yeah, so then this is not um, us. This is just the tent or the body or the house that we are clothed with. This is the place. This is what we dwell in while we're in this land. I think it was Miles Monroe that called it Earth Suit. So it's uh, you're going to shed it because you're going to another place. So yeah, this is a. I like the way you put that because that tabernacle makes you think about a place to live in or you know shelter or be kept by, as opposed to this is. So this is me. Your house is not you. It's just where you do you live. Well, I think I think when he wrote Tabernacle here, he was referring to it as in the Old Testament, God instructed Moses to build a tabernacle, mm-hmm. and where inside the tabernacle, God dwelled yeah. at the mercy seat. Yeah. So we, as the body of Christ, our body is a tabernacle because our, because the Holy Spirit dwells within us, mm-hmm. which is God's spirit dwelling yes. in us. Holy Ghost. So while we sojourning through here, 
God is with us, dwelling in us, mm-hmm. through us, and like somebody says, He's all in all. And Amen. <laughs> so, I think that's why He used this word tabernacle. And he said, if it were dissolved, dissolved means this, to come to nothing or to be destroyed. Yeah, I mean, to it's no, not even, not even a, a remnant of it, you know. So now um, people getting cremated, right? So it's not like you can even go and be there by the body, you know, after the funeral or whatever is over. So, I mean, the... The real them still exists. It's just not in that earthly tabernacle. Yes. Job said it like this. Job chapter 4. Mm-hmm. He's going to help us out. So Job chapter 4, verse, verses 7 through 21 says this. Shall mortal man be more just than God? His, his maker. Yeah. Shall a man be more pure than his maker? Mm-hmm. He asked two questions in that verse. Mm-hmm. Then in verse 18 he said, Behold, this is what God does. He put no trust in his servants and his angels. He charged them with folly. Mm-hmm. So verse 19 said, how much less in them that dwelt in the houses of clay mm-hmm. whose foundation is in the dust which are crushed before the moth. Okay, so that's a lot of information. So you, I think if you look at um, comparison, comparison, I mean, it's not like the angels are just foolish. You know what I mean? It's just in comparison to the wit, like he said, can right can mortal man be more righteous than his God or better than his maker? So the angels in comparison to the righteousness and the justness and the purity of God in comparison is, is like foolishness. And then how much less, you know, can mortal man be if heavenly beings and God are greater? So verse 20 and 21 says in Job chapter 14 said, they are destroyed from morning to evening. Mm-hmm. Talking about these clay bodies, houses that we dwell in. Okay. They perish forever without any regard of it. Does not their excellency, which is in them, go away? They die even without and this is what Job was explaining how we sojourn and we come to the point of death. But we know that in Christ, he answered some of these questions that Job had in this, mm-hmm. in this text. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot to look at. I mean, that, that whole well, well, the passage word, is Yes, because so the Word of God is rich. And yeah. a lot of times we can get an explanation from the Old Testament that helps us understand the New Testament writings. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. We have a a building of God. So that's if the earthly tabernacle is dissolved. Now we have a building. Made with hands eternal in the heavens. Okay. And Peter helped us out like this. He says, Peter, first Peter chapter one. Okay. Verse four said to an inheritance which we have our mm-hmm. earthly mm-hmm. he says it's eternal in the heavens to an inheritance an uncorruptible undefiled that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for us so we know that we have 
a building of God. Yeah. I think we talked about this a little bit earlier this week. Um, how he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Yes. And so that's got to be exciting, you know. For those who are believers. Those who are believers. I mean, even for someone to, if they can come to believing just by hearing those kind of words. He's preparing a place for me to dwell. You know, that's got to be beyond anything anybody on earth can do. But, you know, I think we talked about it a little bit. Sometimes people choose the earthly dwelling over the heavenly. The eternal, Um, Yeah, the temporary. They, They put more stock in, more attention to it than they do the heavenly dwelling. But Peter says it's, it's uncorruptible, it's undefiled, and undefiled, and fadeth not away, mm-hmm. it's reserved in heaven for you. And you see, that's the thing. This one is fading away day by day. According to Job. According to Job. And then also, you know, I think Paul talks about it in, in, in the chapter before this one, that, you know, the outward man perish. Though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Yes. So you've got your choices to make, but you just have to see it in this light as far as it being a tabernacle. All right, verse number eight. Verse number eight in chapter four. I'm sorry, chapter one, you want to read that one? We're in chapter five. Are we all with chapter eight already? Verse number eight already? Sorry, we're in verse two. Verse 2. Okay. For in this... Sorry. You know, it's okay. It's okay. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. And that word groaning means to sigh. Mm -hmm. We just sigh. We just want to go and be with the Lord so bad into our house that's in heaven. Or even, even just... You can groan just for just... Because you don't have words for what you really are trying to express. And the best way to express it is just with groans and sighs and audible sounds. The thing is, God is so omniscient. He interprets every groan and every moan and every sigh and translates it into an articulate communication, you know? He can even take your groan. And the thing that you could not express with words because you couldn't find the words for it, he articulates it. Yes. The New Living Translation says this, Dr. Mm-hmm. Simpson. We grow weary in our present bodies. Mm-hmm. And we long for the days when we, were, when we were put on our heavenly bodies like new clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's in Hebrews, too. Yes. Talked about taking off um, man of fact. Is it okay if I read it? Sure. I think it's in chapter 1 of Hebrews. And it should be toward the end of that chapter. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, chapter 1. Let's do... There it is. It's chapter 1, Hebrews. And verse number... Verses 11 and 12 say talk about the Lord in the beginning has laid the foundation of the earth and heavens and the works of his hands. But he says, but they shall perish, but thou remainest the same. Talking to God, you remain the same, even though all the things you've created 
for us to live in here are going to perish. You remain forever, and they shall wax old as doth a garment, and as a vesture shall thou fold them up. It's like when you take off your clothes at the end of the day, hang them up, fold them up, put them away. It's the same way. We're going to put away these earthly tabernacles. And God's going to remain the same. But even as Paul was saying, that's just the outward man. It's perishing. It's going to come a time when it's time to put that one away for good. And then we're going to put on a new body that he has prepared for us. So we don't want to go too far in there because we can really get into a lot of different scriptures about that transition. So let's go ahead with the lesson. All right, so verse number... Do you want to go ahead to verse number three now? Yes. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Yes. How about that? Well, the new translation says this, Inasmuch as we, having put it on, will not be found naked. Mm -hmm. Because we put on that new man, we're clothed about, and we have a garment an enduring tabernacle to dwell in, so we won't be found without. Verse 4, For we that are in the ta- in this tabernacle do groan. This is just a part of living in this body, right? Yes. Sorrow, pain, distress. You know, he said, We are, for we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Yes. And mortality means this, liable to death. Mm-hmm. Mortal. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I'll read a couple of verses there. Verse okay. 53 it says, For this corruptible mm-hmm. must put on incorrupt. Sorry. Yeah. And this mortal must put on immortality. Yeah. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorrupt, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass that saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. victory. Mm-hmm. So that's the process. Yes. That's the process. You got to get to the point where we go through this groaning and this time of burden and, you know, desiring to be in a body or to be in a place of incorruption and immortality that's not going to fade away yes. you know but we yearn for that we yearn for it sometimes so I don't we, know people will think you're crazy if you say that don't you they'll think something's wrong with you if you say that you long oh yes nothing wrong especially those who have a relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. we we want to leave we want to go and be with, be, our, with him. be with him that's why our soul loves him that's why our soul loves him we, we look for that great um, those, the Bible says, those that love his appearing, you know, there's a passion that we have for the day when he's going to appear and we're going to be like him and see him as he is. Yes. We long for that, but people are so wrapped up. If you're so wrapped up in this world and you prefer this temporary groaning existence <laughs> over an existence that's incorruptible and faith is not away, you might want to sit down and do some meditating and praying and thinking. Yes. This mortal, this mortal body that we have has to put on immortality. And when it does, 
death is swallowed up in victory. Because That's when it. you get that glorified body, Dr. Simpson, mm-hmm. death will have no more power over you. None. You have got the victory. Yeah. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? That's just what I said. I call it the last hurdle to get over. The sting of the sting of death is sin. And this and so when you have put away your sin, he that suffered from the, in the flesh has ceased from sin. According to the word. Yes. Alright. So verse five says this. Mm-hmm. Now he that has wrought us for the self-same thing is God. is God, who also has given unto us the earnest of his spirit. And that earnest means a pledge or a down payment that the full amount will subsequently be paid later or guaranteed. So it's he that brought us or brought us for the self-same thing. So God has brought us, purchased us, redeemed us, and taken us, brought us to the place to obtain that victory that's going you know that's going to swallow up um you know how it says mortality will be swallowed up of life the same one has made an earnest deposit yes um when we bought this house we put down a deposit to show them that we were serious here we're putting forth this kind of money we're not just talking we're putting forth you know tangible evidence that this is our intent and with a contract. And so God has given us tangible evidence of his spirit, the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. One translation says like this, Dr. Simpson, God himself has prepared us for this and as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. That's exactly it. So those who have the influence of the Holy Spirit, you got a guarantee. And it's just a foretaste, and that song says of this glorified body that you're gonna get. That's a, that's a guarantee because it's life. It's revelatory of how real God is. It's communication. It's intimacy. It's fellowship. It it translates you as a citizen into the kingdom of His dear Son. So absolutely powerful. So verse number six says, Therefore, we are always confident knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So even though we feel very, very present with him, you know, and we see through a glass darkly and we have this earnest of his spirit, he said, even with that, with you are still absent from the Lord. But that is to say that in comparison to what he has for us, it's like this is nothing. Nothing. Even though it's wonderful, it's sustaining, it's strengthening, it's stabilizing, but in comparison to what he has, this is minimal. Alrighty. So did you want to go ahead to verse number seven? Yes. For we walk by faith, not by sight. That is why we live by believing and not by seeing, one translation said. Okay. We believe. Mm-hmm. And faith is believing. Mm-hmm. And God helps our faith mm-hmm. when we speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. That's the confidence that he's still dwelling. That's what he gave us, us, earnest of his spirit. Yes. For. So we're going through trials of life and things are coming upon us we just don't understand. A lot of times, Dr. Simpson, I just pray to the Lord, say, Lord, I need a refresher. I need a, a, to be refilled. Yeah, we, we used to say refresher, but even the, the, the 
apostles got refreshed with yes, that refilling. I mean, mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it is scriptural. It, it is. is something that happened in Absolutely. the book of Acts. So, it's just to encourage the body of Christ to listen to the lesson. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, just ask God for a refilling. Mm-hmm. Refreshing. Refreshing. You, you know He dwells in you, mm-hmm. but I just want to speak in tongues. I just want to feel your power, your glory. Well, let's get some scriptures. Because actually, if you can you can find exactly what you're saying in two places. If you get the one on Acts chapter 3, 19. And I will go to... Is it Isaiah 27? It's 28? Is it in your notes? No. Okay. You just happen to know what I'm talking about. No, I'm just trying to say you said 319. Right? Yeah, 319. And then you actually help me. So I'm, do you want to read the Old Testament? Um, you know, because it is the New Testament concealed. And then that's Old, Old Testament revealed. So verse number 12 of chapter 28. And actually, go ahead and... Back up to verse number 9, it says, For whom he teaches knowledge, oh, it says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. So that means you got to get into the word and don't let nobody call you deep and, you know, criticize you. Let no man despise your hunger for the word. Verse number, thir- verse number 10 says, For precept must be put upon precept. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Verse 11, for with stammering lips and and another tongue will he speak to this people. And verse 12 says, this is what you were saying. To whom he said, this is the rest, because they were looking for a rest. Remember as they journeyed through the wilderness? He said, this is the rest wherein ye may cause the weary to rest and this is the refreshing. Yet, they will not hear. So in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, it said, Repent ye therefore Mm -hmm. and be converted Glory, that your sins may be blotted out Mm -hmm. when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. That's powerful. Yes. It's generous of God, isn't it? Yeah, to, to refresh us and restore mm-hmm. us. I mean, for him to provide something like this. What a plan of salvation. Awesome and, plan of salvation. And, and what, how, how could we be so ungrateful if God says, here, look what I've got for you. I don't need that. I'm okay just like I am. I'm fine. That's fine. But Jesus had to shed his blood for this. Yes. So if you reject it and resist it, it's like you're really not worthy of him because you must put line upon line, precept upon precept. But with everything we're reading about the suffering and the burdens, you know, and the the things we go through, you need refreshing many times. Yes, as we journey through here, as a believer, we need to be refreshed and restored because so much things that are happening. So much. You know. We get weary. We get overwhelmed. You need to be refreshed. And sin is abound. Where sin doesn't, where you know, iniquity abounds, sin up, you know, where, where grace did, where sin did abound, grace did much more abound, yes. which is the power of God to withstand and to keep you. And so, that's what's going on now. We see sin, sin is abounding all over the world, even yeah, more so it's now. Awful. Everywhere. I don't. I mean, everywhere. 
if they're not if they're not sensationalizing what's going on in poverty-stricken third-world countries or the, 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 the tsunamis that are going on in other areas and, um, of course, the wars and the rumors of wars and then what's going on in our own country and our government and hatred, there's so much. There's so much. We need a refreshing yes. <laughs> from the presence of the Lord. Amen. That just came to mind. So I'm going to the next verse. So yeah, we walk by faith and not by sight. We believe, even though we have not seen, we believe. But if you believe, you know, you'll see it. Because you will not, if he said, if he said, you can't be like the wave of the sea that's tossed and driven. So if you're like that, let not that man think he's going to get anything from God. That's James chapter 1. But we believe, and because we believe, we see. So we don't draw back. I think that's Hebrews chapter 10. We don't draw back unto perdition, which means, you know, we shrink back and kind of hide and get kind of taken aback. But he said, we believe to the saving of the soul. Verse number eight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Yes, one translation said like this. Mm-hmm. We are fully confident. Okay. And we would rather be away from these bodies. Yeah. For then we will be at home with the Lord. Can you see how clear he's making it? He's making it so clear. I don't hear this kind. I hear a whole lot of you get a new car, you get a new house. He's about to bless you with a better job. God's going to give you favor. But Paul is making it very clear. This is a temporary place, and these things are all temporal. But he's encouraging them to desire to be in the very presence of the Lord, which is better. Yes. Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 21. I'll read this. He said, For our conversation is in heaven, Mm. from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile bodies mm-hmm. that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Subdue all things to himself. So we have a body in heaven that's waiting for us. And our conversation should be heavenly. Yeah, and not only in the, in the heaven, the conversation also talks about lifestyle, right? Yes. I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, there are certain things that you can do in this country that you can't do in other countries because of their code of conduct, their culture, certain things you can wear in certain parts of the world that you cannot wear without penalty in other areas. So every part of the world has its culture and its norms. Well, we are no longer citizens of this world. We're in this world, but we're not of it. We're citizens of the new Jerusalem. And there's a code of conduct for the citizens that are of that new Jerusalem. Holiness. Holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Yes. Be holy. Yes. There's a way and a highway. It shall be called the way of holiness. Be holy for I'm holy. Yeah, that's what he said. And this is your code of conduct. Because you're you're not in this city of this anymore, but you've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son. Yes. So our conversation and our lifestyle and our code of conduct 
There is a clear delineation on how we ought to behave. Yes, Paul told the Philippians, it mm -hmm. is in heaven. It is in heaven. All right. I'm going to verse number nine. nine. Okay. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Yeah. <laughs> whether we're here or whether we're on our way there or you know in his presence we want to be just as acceptable right here on the earth not I'm going I'm I'm not what I used to be don't stop doing that right <laughs> the one translation says this it says so our aim is to please him always in everything we do okay yes absolutely yes. whether we are are here in this body mm -hmm. or away from this body and with yeah. him and yeah. with him in heaven he's so kind yes He's so kind. He gives us opportunity after opportunity. Build up. Build up. Because, you know, it's about time for your flight. Yes. You know, the Bible says one day we'll, we'll fly away. And he's talking about that day that when we leave these earthly bodies, you know, people depart, but they take a flight. They take their flight. Their soul goes into eternity. Yes. He carries them away. And he keeps urging us, put it together, get it together, put that away. Build this up. Now surround yourself with that. Draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. I'm trying to prepare you for your flight. Whenever it comes, be ready for it. Because what was the topic of our lesson again? Our heavenly dwelling. That's the ultimate goal, right? To get to that place. What song we used to sing? City called Heaven somewhere. <laughs> well, maybe you should just, you know, raise your hand one day in church and say, I want to sing a song. How do you think that's going to go? The usher might come and ask you to have a seat. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't want to do that. All right, verse, are we on verse number 10? Okay. This is our last verse. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad that word receive here means to be compensated mm. you're going to get a reward yeah and maybe a good man's reward maybe a bad man's reward and you know that word compensate means a double okay to recompensate so or recompensate yeah so recompense. Recompense, yes. So access is like this. This is what Peter is saying. Well, I tell you what. Let's go to St. Matthew's first chapter 16. Okay. For the Son of Man shall come in, in the glory of his Father with his angels, mm -hmm. and then he shall reward every man according to his works. That's right. That's right. Now, I love Romans telling me that we are judged now so we don't have to be judged with the world so there's going to come a judgment day but when we err or we um, miss the mark transgress, sin, fall short whatever you want to call it there's some variations in there we get judged now if we committed sins in this body we can't just think that, oh, well, I'll just ask for mercy and he'll forgive me and I won't have to pay for it. But there's going to be some recompense because sometimes he has to 
modify your desire so you don't go that way again, right? Yes, and the scripture also says, every son he loves, he chastens. He chastens. If he loves them, he chastens. And he said that the chastening of this present time, you know, doesn't seem joyous, but it's grievous. Nevertheless, it works for the peaceable fruits of righteousness. So if you if you say and you sin and you don't get chastised anymore, you might just be okay. You are. He sometimes he releases you to do what you will, and either you'll pay for it all, or there'll be no place for repentance for you. You know, maybe you know it gets to the place. His spirit doesn't always strive. I'm not going to keep on turning you and pulling you and urging you and luring you to come back around and do what's right. So when it when it starts coming to the point where, you know, you're talking judgment, I want to be judged in my mortal body. If there is a judgment that I have to pay for what I've done in my body, let me do it, get beyond it, and then I don't have to stand in the white throne judgment with those that rejected him, resisted him, and chose, you know. Not to repent. Not, not to serve him. So Acts chapter 10 and 42, this is Peter talking. Yeah. And he said, he commanded us to preach unto, unto the people. This is about Cornelius, right? Yes. And to testify that it is he which was ordained by God, ordained of God mm-hmm. to be the judge of the quick and the dead. Mm-hmm. So the quick means those living, living mm-hmm. and the dead means those that are already deceased. Deceased. So the church... For those in the body of Christ, when we appear before the, His throne, we will be clothed in our heavenly body. Well, we will come with Him. For right now, we're getting, as you were reading in this verse, stand before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive for the things done in His body, according to that which He has done, whether they be good or bad. So, you know, if I've done sin, if I've committed sin in my body. With my mouth, with my actions, with my body, with my my um, thoughts. Thoughts, yeah. Then judge me in this body, but when it comes to eternity, I need to be at peace. So let me suffer, and you chasten everyone that you love. And it's grievous right now, but it's going to bring forth peaceful fruits of righteousness. Absolutely. So he says, and that we may receive according to what he hath done, whether they be good or whether they be bad. So sometimes you have to rejoice in the, you have to rejoice in in, in tribulation, because um, is it Romans tribulation five? We rejoice in tribulation because tribulation works patience. We learn to be patient. We don't want to forfeit anything, so we're patient. Patience, we obtain experience. We get another new experience with God. Patience, experience, and experience gives us hope because we have something to look back on and see how he was merciful and delivered and blessed us. Now we have hope for future situations. And hope maketh not ashamed. So you will not be ashamed when you get through these things because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. We're going to love him more even after we've suffered. So much goodness. We will never get finished with this discussion. 
this is quite a powerful discussion on the uh, on these heavenly dwelling places, Elder Simpson. So, and with that, that's our last verse. All right. Do you have any more? Do you want to share? All right. So the golden text was, we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God not made with hands. Let us look forward to that. Yes. Let us. Body just like Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. When he shall appear, we shall be like him. Ooh, we yes. shall see him as yes, he is. Yes. No more suffering. No more challenges. No more battles and confrontations and injustices and hatred, war, sorrow, bereavement. No more pain in any way. Spiritual, emotional, psychological, physical. You have leaped that final hurdle. And now that battle is behind you. So when you go in the presence of the Lord, it's just fullness of joy. Yeah, the Bible says it goes grows brighter and brighter. And you know, it just it only gets better and better and better. Every day. Can you imagine? Constantly getting better. There's no gonna be there's not gonna be any time. But the longer we're with him, we won't get used to oh well, we we're in a beautiful place. I'm comfortable. There's gonna be more and more glory revealed. Yes, because you in eternity there's no time. So you there and his right hands are pleasures forevermore. Pleasures, and he's unfolding them at all times. And it's just this one thing I think about, Dr. Simpson, is that when you get in heaven, God is rejoicing over you. Yeah. You think about when, when Stephen was being stoned to death, and he looked up and said, I see Jesus standing on the right hand of the throne of God. He was rejoicing. Look what you're doing. You're, you're going to be with me any second now, yes. any instant. You're going to come out of time. You're going to exit mortal. You're going to come into immortality yes. and eternity with me. He stood up when Stephen was being stoned. So is that rejoicing or what? Yes. Ooh, it's going to be a grand welcome, isn't it? Yes. We, you die in his body Ooh. and he just rejoicing over you and just... God the Father and His Son is just rejoicing. Rejoicing. Yeah. He said, if you any man come unto me, me and my Father will make our abode with him. That's in the Gospels. I think Matthew 15. And so that's gonna if, we're, if they're gonna abide with you, they're gonna walk with you. So you can get through this pilgrim land, this place of yeah. Trials. Oh boy. This is a place, this is a world. I mean, test he trials. gives us joy, you know, yes. he gives us peace, he gives us victory. But the more we get to know him and the closer we get to him, the more we want to be with him. Yes, we groan. Like like this lesson said, we groan to be with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we groan, mm-hmm. earnestly desire to be closed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Yeah. Especially when we get prepared. sickness in these bodies. And you're suffering. And you're suffering. And, you know, according to Job, that's why we ran Job. Job was our foundation scripture. Mm-hmm. As when his body is slowly going back from which it so came. sad. And the earth, I mean, he literally, yes. usually when they die, the earthworms eat their body. 
you know, but they were eating his body as he lived and as he praised and as he humbled himself. He watched his flesh being destroyed from right off the very bone. And that's why I wanted to put Job in this lesson because he shows you, as you said, as that Job was experiencing that death. He he tells us, and nobody from death spoke up and said, hey, we got worms down here and moths <laughs> destroying his body. But God let Job go through this so he can explain this to the believers mm-hmm. that... The, the dissolving, like you said, the earthly tabernacle of this body be dissolved. And what, I mean, what a visual of your body yes. being dissolved and destroyed before your eyes. And he wasn't on medication. He wasn't in the ICU unit. He was sitting at home out scraping his boils with pieces of pottery listening to his wife, listening to his friends. And they were brilliant preachers, but they got it all wrong. Having to defend itself. So a lot of things that happen in this life are just overwhelmingly dreadful. But this lesson makes me feel better. It makes me feel better, you know, that my sister's out of her suffering. My parents, you know, have gone on into eternity. I, I miss my older sisters, my niece, you know, but I, I just, it gives you a reason to know that this is not everything. If we have hope only in this life, we're of all men most miserable. If this is all you got to look forward to, you're miserable. You're miserable. But we have a heavenly dwelling to look forward to. Good lesson. Yes. So now, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with, with exceedingly joy. joy. He's going to rejoice over you. Exceedingly. Exceedingly. When you come through the portals and come into his presence, mm-hmm. he's going to rejoice exceedingly over you. Right. Even though the scripture says exceeding joy, we're saying it's this. what's going to happen is going to, I'm going to do it exceedingly. Yes. With exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior. Be glory, majesty, dominion, and, and power, power, both now and forever. Ever. Amen. In your name, Jesus. All right. Well, God bless you, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Reset Forever Ministries podcast, that Sunday school lesson from Union Gospel Press is where we were teaching. And that was, again, 2 Corinthians 5 and 1 through 10. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And for all of those who are celebrating Mother's Day, um, happy Mother's Day to you. Those that don't um, have a mother, you have a God that is a mother and a father and a keeper. We love you. We're praying for you. In Jesus' name, amen.